Hi, my name is Ajay and this is Studio Uncut, a podcast where we talk to various creators across the globe and listen to their inspirational journey and also get some practical advice along the way. On today's podcast, we have with us Mr. Sahil Kajale. He's an editor. He's creative head at a company called Warriors Touch, which makes trailers for movies. With seven years of experience, he has edited trailers for movies like Nirja, Rap, Omerta, Raman Raghavan, and also for web series like Sacred Games 2, Arya, and many more. Most recently, he has edited trailers for Cargo, which has garnered more than 3 million views. In this podcast, Sahil takes us through the process of editing a trailer and what approach do they follow to reach to the desired market. So, thank you, Sahil, for being on the show and uh, welcome. Yeah. How are you? How are you doing today? Good, good, yeah. I mean, it's been so far so good, even if though there's a lockdown. Yeah. Uh, nothing, honestly, to complain about. Tough so, times, but we'll all sail through. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So, uh, congratulations on uh, car- releasing the trailer of Cargo yesterday. I think I just checked; it got about 1.7 million plus views. So, that's yeah, uh, yeah. what a great response. Yeah, it's um, currently trending in uh, India. Yes, yes, that's right. So, I wanted to know when uh, I was going through this trailer, and even in the mention, they have said about visual promotions by Warrior Touch. Yeah. That is your company. That warrior touch visual promotions but i see a lot of focus on how you use audio and visual to kind of put on a story like the cargo start of the trailer of cargo you have this audio that is playing in the background which is kind of an announcement like you see uh, you you are in flights later on you see vikram masi's uh, character then his uh, information then shweta comes into play and then so on and so forth so I, it was very interesting as to how you decide to do this because I, I see this three act structure, but what kind of idea comes to your mind when uh, creating such sort of trailer? What is the basic uh, idea that you follow? Okay. So basically there's no hard and fast rule of following one basic idea. There's mm-hmm. no template. Uh, that one can follow and if one gets into the entire uh, rut of starting to follow a template that means something is going wrong right it's very necessary to have a fresh approach mm-hmm. completely new ideas and to try and constantly innovate with every new project that you're doing very interestingly you said the three act structure so now yeah. even though that's not a template that's a mm-hmm. framework that i generally love to follow Right. Which is basically, you have a cold opening for your trailer, which basically yeah. sets the premise of what the audience is going to see. In the case of the yeah. cargo trailer, mm-hmm. we started up with a slate which says that statutory warning, this is something that you've never seen before, which in yeah. all fairness is a fact. That True. there hasn't been a spaceship sci-fi film in India before cargo. It's the first of its kind. Right. So you'll open the trailer with that, give the audience... Uh, a warning slash a heads up as to what they're going to see is new. The audio for that, there is a kind of you're using keywords like rakshas and humans and spacecrafts, etc. etc. So the audience is also wondering as to this is definitely not set in current times yeah. or it's something that is not set in reality. Right. That's a cold open after which you mm-hmm. go into the first act. First act was generally introducing the premise of the story, introducing the main characters as to what the story is about. 
okay then there is of course a midpoint there is a clash there is an insightful moment which happens okay. which in this case is the introduction of shweta's character yuvishka yeah. who comes into the life of prastha being played by vikrant masi right and then how his life from there on completely changes because before that you've heard dialogues like there's an entire generation which has passed through on earth and you're yeah. still out there alone you've not seen or met anybody and then suddenly you meet this person and how that person brings a different perspective into your life and then there's a third act which basically goes beyond the entire sci-fi spaceship novelty then there okay. then you come into the emotions then you come into what are the universal feelings which the film also very beautifully deals with there's a perfect right. balance between an unseen technology yeah. versus the universal emotions of love loss caring life death and so you have to address those also a little bit because that's what the actual soul of the film is all about it's yeah. talking about these human emotions but mm-hmm. in a more supernatural manner yes so we then we kind of touched upon that as well so that to give an audience a feeler as to this is also something that they can expect from the film okay and uh, so that's the basic act structure that we generally tend to follow which is the basics right. of a- writing or telling any story right but uh, one thing you pointed out as the soul of the film so uh, a lot of time uh, now i see that there is this sci-fi movie but at the same time you have this uh, romantic sort of music that starts at the middle of the trailer and then shweta's character is introduced and you get this warm feeling in basis of what she is trying to tell and now what vikrant is feeling and so on and so forth so how do you decide this film have to look a certain way or is the director giving you certain pointers that okay let's just keep these things into consideration so how do you approach that idea so sometimes we do get a brief from the makers of the film okay Okay. but most of the times what happens is because the filmmakers have lived with their film for so long right from the writing to the producing to the post production uh-huh. they somewhere lose objectivity and they are unable to see a film from a third person's perspective yeah. which is when we come into the picture so when yeah. they show us the film we are almost like the first set of audiences who watched the film from a complete first per- uh, and fresh perspective yeah so in the case of cargo when we saw the film what really blew my mind was obviously the visuals because mm-hmm. i had never seen anything like that before yeah. but it was also not just another sci-fi slash spaceship film it wasn't right. just something that it, it's it's all about an adventure or a journey to time and it, it wasn't all only about science fiction right. there was a strong deep rooted rooted uh, ethos of indian mythology combined with very true and universal human emotions so you okay. basically as an audience we now even though you are not a part of the industry or even if you are not somebody who's creating something when you watch something instantly something connects yeah it's all about feeling what you see yeah and that's what we always maintain that go with what you're feeling Yeah so when we saw the film this is what we felt and we decided that this needs to be a part of the trailer mhm also because what happens is when you're making a film 
we're making a trailer for a film like this, it's very important not to confuse the audience. Okay. Because the yeah. audience is first thing first, the genre is very new to a uh-huh. lot of the audience who may yes. not be very receptive to watching sci-fi. Right. Secondly, it shouldn't leave them alienated feeling that, oh, this is not a film for me. This is yeah. something that maybe, you know, people who only enjoy films like a Star Wars, Star Trek or a 2001 Space Odyssey might enjoy. It's right. not that. Right. The world may be that, but mm-hmm. the feelings are something that you and I feel on a day-to-day basis. So the mm-hmm. idea was to connect to a large set of audiences through the trailer by basically catering to even those who can say that, oh, wow, this is something that has never been seen in Indian cinema before. Plus to those who say that, okay, I may not have perhaps watched the film if it was not for the emotional quotient that the film brings along with it. So it's very important to maintain that balance somewhere. And uh, see, there's no formula. There's no uh, calculation that goes into it. It's all about yeah. just feeling. It's just sometimes your instinct that you have to follow. You watch something, you try it out, it works. It's again like a black box. You know, it's something that is so uh, sometimes vague, but it just mm-hmm. clicks. It's something that just works. Because when you're creating, it's that organic feeling of coming out with something on the spot. You give it time, you kind of nurture it, you build upon it. And then right. that's how it kind of comes through. As a great product eventually. Right. Okay. Yeah, so that is a very interesting point. Also, the fact that one thing that you pointed out is a third person objective that you were telling. Like when you see this film, once uh, it is final uh, edited, you are not audience. You are not the one who is just going to go to the theater and enjoy the film. You are uh, not the people who have made the film. So we, are, uh, at some time, me also fall in the category when I have to create a poster or then you have to create these kind of uh, teasers or traders. So this third person uh, view, you have to understand both what the director is trying to say and at the same time what the audience, what kind of uh, story it needs, uh, needs to reach to the audience. Because a couple of times I've seen some trailers wherein in that two minute they have told the complete story of the film they feel that okay this is go, you're going to give me a lot of impact but whenever if you read the comments or also a lot of critic reviews they will tell that already we know everything in trailer so i i don't think there is a need to even go and watch the movie so it's very interesting that you pointed out that third person objective and uh, uh, how did this start i i don't see anyone uh, at least till who I know that who had thought that okay I'll grow up and start editing trailers or uh, doing promotion uh, doing teasers because teasers was not something which uh, was there 10 years back that just come I think in past 3 or 4 years so basically uh, what happened was that I always knew I wanted to get into the movies mm-hmm. I knew because I I always felt that there was a creative streak in me I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be good at 9 to 5 desk job so I always wanted to be in the movies. I don't know in what capacity. As a kid, I didn't know what I wanted to do here. But I knew yeah. that this is where I belong. Right. Luckily, my parents were also very supportive. They said, do whatever you want, which is do it well. So okay. as I said, growing up, uh, I think this was around when I was just maybe in my ninth or 10th standard, I kind of started researching about what happens on a film set, who does mm-hmm. what. Because that's when also you go through career counseling and all of that. 
yeah. and uh, I I learned that what a director does. So yeah. I felt maybe I I should try and pursue this dream of getting into the movies by trying my hand at direction, mm-hmm. which is the reason why I chose my entire uh, academic path post college in that direction. Right. So I pursued my advertising. I said that this is one step closer to getting into the movies because back then I I I don't know now, but back then at least there was no undergrad course for filmmaking uh, when I was studying. Okay. So uh, I decided to do my advertising first, after which I thought let me get some work experience working under a director, and uh, it was just that while I was looking for a job, I got to work. As an assistant director on two ad films, I was an intern uh-huh. uh, with an ad film company, and we did two ad films. And what generally happens uh, when you're an intern is you're made to supervise, or rather, just observe most of the departments uh, of the process. True. So, right from I was involved right from the pre-production to the shoot to the post-production. And during post-production, I saw what the editor was doing. I was job and I was very fascinated by it. There was okay. something that just clicked, and there was something that I felt, you know, maybe this could be my calling. Okay. Uh, which is something which was very weird because mm-hmm. even though for so many years I wanted to pursue my dream of becoming a director, I wasn't as fascinated by what the director does on set as much as I was fascinated by seeing what an editor is doing. Okay. So then I uh, kind of changed my mind. I said, maybe this is something that I should start pursuing. I uh, spoke to my parents about it. They were cool with it. They said, okay, why don't you try and look for a course either in India or abroad to uh, learn editing. So I started doing my research. There were a lot of film schools abroad. There was, uh, of course, the FTII in Pune and a couple of other film schools in India as well. Um, mm-hmm. And simultaneously, while researching for uh, these, I was looking for a job, you know, because it wasn't that I was going to go immediately. Yeah. There, there would have at least been a gap of a year or six months before I could actually go there. And uh, in all fairness, the fees for a film school is quite exorbitant. So I wanted to actually try my hand working with an editor over here, seeing if this is actually my cup of tea and only then taking the next step. Because it would, it would have been very unfortunate had I gone and paid the kind of fees that a film school makes you pay and then come out saying that oh you know what this is not exactly what I thought it would be like it would have been a gross waste of money yeah so uh, I started looking for a job I was contacting a couple of editors saying that I would like to assist you etc etc during the course of which my mother's friend which is mm-hmm. around that he started his own company he was the head of uh, visual promotions with Reliance Media Works previously and then the department there had shut down so he started his own uh, agency back then it was called Aditya Warrior and Team, okay. which later, later was called Maitre Aditya Warrior Productions and now Warrior Scratch. Warrior so Scratch, basically, yeah. uh, I went and I met him. And uh, the first film that they were doing was uh, Sanjay Leela Bansali's Ram Leela. This was mm-hmm. in 2013. Right. And uh, so I joined the company then. I was an assistant editor. Uh, Ram Leela was my first film. And mm-hmm. now, seven years and some 55 films and web series later, I head the creative department of the agency. Super. So, 
that's how the journey has been. So how did you thought of uh, getting into visual promotions? Okay, so like you're saying, basically, you don't know anybody who decides that one day I'm going to grow up and become a trailer editor and I'm going to make teasers and trailers. Yeah. Similarly, I had I had no such plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I remember, the first trailer that I ever actually remember seeing and then which stuck with me was basically, I think, Dilchata, uh, okay. which was way back in 2000, which is around yes. 20 years ago. Yeah. And... Uh, I have constantly been watching trailers earlier, like basically going, you, you spoke a little bit about bumper trailers, but I'll tell you my journey of consuming trailers, it all started off from watching trailers on the big screen in theaters. We would actually wait to go earlier before for a film so that we can yes. see the trailers of what is going to be coming next. Right. Eventually, YouTube happened. And then trailers which were playing in the theaters were no longer a novelty. The first place where you could actually consume them was YouTube or you could see them on on television after that. And then slowly, steadily now because of social media being such an important vehicle for marketing, you have to adapt to each and every format of either your frame size or your timing in Mm -hmm. order to catch the audience wherever you get them. So, for example, a six-second bumper trailer generally is something you'll see before your main YouTube video starts playing. So, it's a Uh non-skippable ad. So, you make that trailer in such a way that the audience has seen something that is coming out. The main communication, of course, has to be the title of the film. It has to be some very interesting visuals and the date or the platform where it's going to be streaming. These are the few key vital information pieces that have to come out of the bumper trailer. And then your main uh, video starts playing. Or for example, on Instagram, now we're doing vertical trailers. Mm -hmm. Or now that I I have no idea how things are going to maybe change and maybe there's going to be a new advancement now that reels have come into the picture. Not that we've utilized it in any way now, but I don't see a Mm -hmm. reason as to why people will not make good use of reels, even for promotions. So you have to constantly keep adapting to the new vehicles of marketing and you have to constantly keep changing your communication patterns but mm. keeping the essence of what you're trying to communicate at the end of the day which is that you want your audience to watch your film or your mm-hmm. series uh-huh. either on the day that it comes out in the theaters mm-hmm. which was something that would happen for a theatrical release mm-hmm. pre-covid times and now yeah. when it comes out on the OTT platform which is yeah. now like there's a longer shelf life to that because it's like permanently out there right? for the audience to see at their convenience. right? And like it's fascinating how history of trailers has changed from the reason why trailers used to be called trailers is because they would play at the end of a film. Yeah. Previously, okay. in Hollywood, okay. like in the early 30s or wherever, mm-hmm. the concept of announcing their next film started. A okay. film would get over and the piece, the, the, the communication of the next film would play at the end of the film, which is like was okay. called a trailer. So it would okay. play on the big screen. Then eventually they started playing it before the film, still again on the big screen, then it came to television. Now this it's all over the internet. Now it's on social media. So it's brilliant as to how things are just constantly changing, how we are adapting to so much uh, uh, more than we mm-hmm. could do previously and it's exciting yeah. it's fun uh, more than anything else 
15 minutes of the film mm-hmm. till he gets into that house. So the idea was to stay with one location, mm-hmm. is to stay with that room, not okay. give a, a context to why he is in that house. Okay. So that leaves an audience with a lot of intrigue because I still remember a lot of the comments in the trailer were, Are phone kyun nahi kiya? Are ye kyun nahi kiya? Are ye kyun nahi kiya? Internet kyun nahi chala? Basically, they came with a preconceived notion as to that is this guy's house, which is yeah. where he stays. Yeah. It's only when the film came out and they realized as to why he's in that house. Right. So we didn't want to give any context as to basically even spoon feed the audience as to feeling that, oh, why he's there. It, it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. Also, there are a couple of people that I have to give credit for. The trap trader is one, of course, my late mentor, Aditya Warrior, whose idea was to basically start off with that one entire scene. And I still, till date, whenever we show this trailer to anybody, mm-hmm. right at the end of that moment when that door is closing, everybody basically just kind of gets onto the edge of their seat. The edge of the they seat. want to try and stop that door. <laughs> exactly. They want to try and stop that door. And it was exactly. so beautifully done. The other people that I have to give credit to is, of course, one is the uh, then marketing head and associate producer at Phantom Films, Brendan Singh. His uh-huh. idea was to try and use that sound of the banging of the pot against the window. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, the music director, Alokunda Das Gupta, who came up with a beautiful track, which you see uh-huh. throughout the trailer, which yes. even made it to the album later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's called I Am Trapped. Uh, and we heard the track and we were like, just, it was mind-blowing. And then, right. of course, the director, the Vikramaditya Motwani, who I consider one of the most technically sound uh, directors in the industry, mm-hmm. who knows his post-production process so well that uh, even in the film and the trailer, his direction and the supervision over the entire technical aspect of it was brilliant. So it was just a beautiful team coming together to come up with a trailer which is has is kind of now something that is very iconic and people know us or track as one of the good trailers that we've done. Yes. So yes, and again, it's, it's all about just watching the film. It's again there also. It wasn't much that the idea was to not make it boring, basically, because if you hear it, it, it just in words. The story is about one man stuck in a house for 20 days. After a point, you're like, yeah, so then what? Yeah. What about it? Yeah. So that was the constant idea as to not want to make it boring for the audience. They shouldn't right. feel that, oh, this is getting repetitive. This is just going on and on. It's not something that is exciting enough. But uh, it, it just, everything just fell into place very beautifully. Yes, I think the music really plays uh, very well with that thing after the second half starts. Absolutely. And, and also, uh, the pace hasn't changed that much. Like, the music remains constant for the next uh, uh, one and a half minute, wherein it's just the same flow. Yeah. But it keeps on, the the whole act keeps on getting very gripping. Like, you see yeah, yeah. how it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And that is there. So, uh, very interesting thing on that. After Trap, let's talk about uh, another trailer which you have done for Sacred Games 2. Wherein uh, I see, again, music being used very creatively. At first 8 seconds, you again see the city timeline. And then the Bunty says, uh, And then 
again monologue of uh, ganesh gaitonde and after that a minute i think on a minute you have uh, the rap that starts off with the uh, divine uh, singing so in the first trailer when i saw this was the kind of approach that was used the uh, in first trailer also wherein for first 8 seconds you do not hear nawazuddin's voice and it starts well when call ring when the phone rings so was that a conscious uh, decision to do as to okay let's uh, is is that brief sort of given by the director or how did that happen like uh, i at at the we'll start this rap at let's say after a minute and i think you should keep these things at the start what was the idea behind that that's a very interesting observation it's something that has come to my mind right now it was definitely <laughs> not a conscious decision it was okay. it's very coincidental Okay. Uh, so the trailer for Sacred Games is something that I didn't do with my agency. Something uh-huh. that I did as a freelance editor okay. because of uh, a friend of mine called mm-hmm. uh, Anish Rao. Mm-hmm. So Anish is somebody who got me on board because he was working uh, on the project, okay. and uh, he said I'm looking for an editor who can cut this trailer and alongside mm-hmm. uh, with me, and uh, we got going on the project. And uh, both of us are like. crazy secret game season 1 fanbox right so for us this entire process of making the trailer for season 2 was like a dream come true right and uh, i have to give anish the credit for the entire opening because he is the one who said why don't we start off with this phone call and then punty gets a call and says kaha ho aap and uh, <clears throat> so i said this is a great opening let's go for it and uh, i strongly believe that season 1 was the trailer for season 2 yeah so uh-huh. music that we use be it either the theme music from the opening credits of this season or be it kampachis by divine these were tracks which the audience had lapped up in the first season itself they had gone yeah. crazy for it and by yeah. they i mean even i like yeah. i'm saying that i was such a huge fan of season 1 that i yeah. said that these are the things that they come into the trailer for season 2 half your battle is won right there anyway right. people were going to watch season 2 irrespective of what the trailer would have been like because it's right. one had such a great impact right. the idea was just to make a good trailer which can then stay and it is also like an asset which is a plus point for your show to eventually then get the traction getting it's also then to get a fresh set of audience who may have not seen season 1 but yeah. the season 2 trailer can attract them to then go and watch both the seasons together so that yeah. was the entire idea behind it yeah also one of the one of my favorite film i think uh, your mentor who has edited this project for uh, omata what uh, just tell me let's uh, talk about that film you guys did the editing of the film and the trailer as well right yeah okay. yeah so uh, we'll talk very in particular with the uh, trailer aspect you see these news that are coming up at the start a lot of news uh, of what is happening around the world and its activities then you see this main character and again this music that you have used because visual promotions i think uh, i you guys should have audio visual promotions in your name because you have used audio so beautifully in a lot of your trailers and it makes so much sense as uh, with omerta this music pace keeps on increasing and the suspense is created and he keeps on doing so many activities back to back beats also would increase and uh, i think tension is created 
very nicely with uh, kind of the scenes that you have chose and the music you have used there was this one shot wherein uh, he is in the i think jail and this uh, his inmate asked him kya kaha aapne yeah and uh, he just smiles and you have cut it over there because if you had used what he would have said i think the emotion would have changed totally with respect yeah. to now what we are going to see in the film but you stop over there and again you keep on showing that was very interesting how how did that come to be like if you would have just used what he has said then we would have looked at him in a totally different light because already we are seeing Correct. certain things but he had used the cheeky dialogue and uh, you do not get to listen uh, hear this you would want to watch the film to know about uh, what he has said and why he has said that so how did you thought of uh, this elimination so these that? are things that are now come with time and with experiences basically yeah. you realize as to where you want to stop how much mm-hmm. you want to show okay and what exactly it is that you want to communicate even in the film honestly speaking that smile is enough what he says after that is also it's not something that is really taking that scene anywhere to a larger extent it is in okay. fact that smile which elevates that scene even even in the film mm-hmm. so because we had lived with the film edited the film we knew the moments which were key because it it was one of those projects where we had actually spent the most amount of time with the footage before the yeah. trailers came out as far as the music is concerned we used stock music earlier this is not mm-hmm. the track that we cut to but it was very very beautifully composed and adapted to the sound of the film by the music composer ishan chawla okay he did a brilliant job with composing and recomposing the music for the trailer okay and uh, if you seen there are two trailers for amrita on the internet okay Yeah, so there was a yeah. trailer one and trailer two. The one you're referring yeah. to is trailer two, which starts off with the news bites and then you introduce yeah. the man and all of that. Yeah. But the music track has been used, which is used in both the trailers, is ah. the same. Yeah. But it does not seem like a. It does not seem like a repetition of the previous film. That is the right. beauty of right. both the trailers. Yeah. You have always a couple of times I've heard in your interviews where you have. said your pattern versus your mentor's pattern where he would follow he would watch the film and uh, he would just get to the editing bit where on the other hand somewhere uh, you follow this process of r- watching this film two three times and writing down the yeah. uh, pointers and then maybe cutting to those parts so right. this is uh, an approach i i love it cuz i also prefer doing that way or it's it gets much more easier on the editing table wherein you have just written down all these pointers uh when uh, when watching the film so has it happened that when you have watched for the first and second time and you have jotted down certain pointers on the third or fourth time you are like okay these are not making that much sense now has it happened right. cuz maybe a lot of time uh, what happens is you are watching this film in the morning and you are in a different mood and that right. sometimes affect on how you perceive that film and again right. watching at night you are totally uh, coming from a different experience of maybe working for whole day and now your perspective has changed so right. what scenes that are making sense in the morning are might not be making sense in the uh, uh, watching it next time or the third time in the evening so how right. then do you approach this thing like do you uh, 
make a conscious effort okay no still i think this was the reason i've kept it so i should keep it or then you keep your gut into consideration and you think that okay no i think this is not making uh, much sense to me now i just uh, maybe go with what i currently think is uh, good okay so what happens is the first time i see the film uh, ever like when the film either comes to us or we have to go to the office of the client to watch the film i watch the film from a complete audience perspective i do mm-hmm. not watch the film from a perspective that i have to make the trailer for this right so i am not forming any thoughts in my mind at that moment as to what i want to show in the trailer uh-huh. it's absolutely a fresh approach in my head also as so i'm just going to see it i'm going to enjoy what i'm seeing as an audience okay then the second time that i watch the film is when i start thinking about what could possibly be as a part of the trailer mm-hmm. okay what could the communication of the film be not even coming okay. to what is going to be in the trailer what okay. the, what can the film communicate exactly okay. what do i want to communicate via this trailer for this mm-hmm. film Hmm. is what i start thinking about the second time i'm seeing the third time i see the film is when i start picking out my dialogues and visuals which i feel can make it to the trailer okay keeping in tandem with the communication that i've had in my previous view uh-huh. it rarely happens that i perceive the film in a very different perspective in the second or the third view it's generally okay. the same perception uh, okay it, what could happen at the most is basically you feel something is going to work out on the editing mm-hmm. while editing the trailer and okay. then it doesn't work out so that's okay. the only difference that could possibly happen not only really that the perspective is different but okay. you sometimes feel that this particular opening or this dialogue or this sound can work and elevate your trailer but sometimes maybe it doesn't work out sometimes something else works out okay so and then what I, what happens is after i've made the selection of shots and dialogues and you've seen mm-hmm. and i made the trailer i generally i like to go back and watch the entire film again okay after my trailer is ready because i want to see if somewhere by chance i missed out on one dialogue one shot which now my film which is my trailer is ready mm-hmm. so can i find a filler or can i find some dialogue some shot somewhere which in this scheme of things will will then elevate my current trailer to the next right. level right so that's like backtracking and going back and then coming back to your trailer and then doing the additional changes and all of that so it's it's a process of viewing the film in the course of the campaign at least 10 to 15 times so it's like wow. one generally by heart the film by day uh, which are your favorite trailers that you have loved working on and uh, part of uh, that campaign like movies that you have worked and you thought that okay this has just challenged me one way or another which are those if you had to name a few um so a couple of trailers that i really really enjoyed making was of course like you mentioned the few that you mentioned was trap yeah beta yeah i really enjoyed working on the campaign for raman rava 2.0 yeah uh, uh neerja was another trailer that i really thoroughly enjoyed making yeah um in recent times arya was a trailer yeah. that i really yeah. had fun cutting nice. cargo was a great great experience uh honestly speaking so okay. it was great fun making the trailer for cargo also i actually okay. have fun doing most of the films that i work on luckily i mean my entire 
approach has always been that we want to associate with films which are eventually going to become a talking point maybe in the long run. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've never said go to any kind of work that comes our way, but if given a choice, I would love to associate with the films which I know 10 years down the line, people are going to say, you know what, this film had come out then and it was a path-breaking film for XYZ reasons. It could be right. anything. Maybe for right. the actors' performances, maybe yeah. it could be for the fact that it was never seen before, yeah. maybe it was just for either the sound of the film or the way it was shot. Again, trailers like Masan is something that I really enjoyed working on, or Manto. Yeah. It was yeah. another beautiful film, beautiful trailer. So it's all there's always something to look forward to in a particular film, which then stays with you, and yeah. then that just becomes uh, a part of your journey. So I think every trailer that I've worked on, I've somewhere kind of uh, picked up something good as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. For okay. Uh, with the kind of now your work. We have seen so many movies you need to see, uh, as you have initially mentioned, that you need to see from an audience perspective and then the edit perspective. Apart from that, what else do you look for when you are searching for inspiration? Like, uh, do you usually make your like you take your time to go out, explore, maybe to, uh, roam around and travel a bit, then to get a fresh perspective, or uh, has what is your uh, way of having a fresh creative approach it is again it's very subjective to every individual so i cannot say that okay you have to get time out of your table a lot of time people would just watch more movies like you would even watch uh, hollywood movies or uh, something old like 1940s or something movies from that that, uh, that period to get inspiration so how does your inspiration in your uh, uh, context work like what what inspires you to then maybe add that to your work in one way or another? How do you go through that? So, uh, see, traveling in Bombay is out of the question for inspiration. It's frustrating <laughs> more than inspiring, honestly. So, yeah. I wouldn't want to travel in the city definitely for inspiration. When, so, when a project comes through and when we are working on it, mm-hmm. so in order to kind of uh, get inspired to do something better and uh, something that is going to be noteworthy for that particular project. I spend a lot of time researching about trailers from the same genre, okay. which have been made uh, either in India or abroad. Okay. And I just watch the trailers not to get influenced to kind of ape them or to copy them, mm-hmm. but just to see how a subject has been dealt with. Yeah. You know, so how do you deal with a subject? Say, for example, when we did the trailer for Marguerite and Mistral, mm-hmm. uh, so Shonali made a beautiful film in 2014, and uh, everybody, of course, appreciated Kalki's performance a lot in the film. It was brilliant. Yeah. But yeah. it was a very sensitive topic of, some, of a girl with cerebral palsy yeah. discovering her sexuality. There are two very sensitive topics which the film deals with. So right. how do you portray a subject so sensitive in your trailer? Is mm-hmm. why then one would go and watch trailers of either the similar kind or on subjects uh, similar to this one, yeah. and then try and see how those trailers have dealt with these subjects. Okay. So as to not get over dramatic, not get over sympathetic, 
and okay. then try and maintain a balance of course keeping true to what the film has been made you can't go overboard in anything mm-hmm. and the other thing that i kind of spend a lot of time doing is i keep i try and listen to a lot of music mm. constantly i'm listening to music in the day when i'm doing nothing i'm listening to music when i when i'm working i'm looking for tracks i'm looking for stock music because yeah. i think like we we mentioned in our interview the audio makes enough and more difference to the trailer yeah. as much as the visuals do because yeah. if you get the right track and i strongly believe that it is i i'm going to speak for myself i mm-hmm. think music is something that very emotionally connects to the audience true why do you cry listening to a certain track why do you yeah. laugh why do you smile of course yeah. there may be memories associated with it but yeah. there is just something that music does to you which kind of gets your heart racing or your mind thinking and that could even happen for something which is not an instrumental track like you said in yeah. the case of cargo yeah. the track in the end is i mean it, it it doesn't have any vocals to it but just the instrumental portion of it can also bring about similar emotions so yeah. i tend to listen to a lot of music before i dive into cutting of the trailer Okay, and just of course constantly watching almost each and every trailer which comes out there. Okay. Just watching every trailer, not from the point of view of getting inspired or anything, but just you never know. Somewhere deep down, two three years later, you'll say, "Oh, you know what? This trailer that I've seen, they had done this. It was done damn well. Mm-hmm. Let's see how I can make that my own and mm-hmm. try and incorporate it in a trailer where it's going to fit aptly. Not right. just copying blindly, but right." getting influence making it your own and adapting to it in a very natural and organic way right interesting uh yeah so i think music cause i was whenever i've seen like during the whole course of interview i was just talking about the audio 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 and i think it yeah, reflects yeah. very well it helps your cause superbly uh, listening to stock music i think has a very interesting uh, perspective even cause just cause we would associate to certain kind of music and a lot of uh, more or less time we just try to have those kind of music on our track for the whole day so yeah. trying out these new musics and uh, just listening to them even though if there is no words lyrics that are there only the music and the flow i think that is a very uh, in, uh, interesting idea for uh, incorporating it in your work so yeah that is uh, one thing one thing that uh, uh, I, sh- i should take from uh, this uh, interview because i have been dealing with this music bit as to how to approach any of my film and it right. takes so much time for to find the right kind of music so it's always been this thing wherein uh i i know what kind of music i want but i've heard about 200 tracks and maybe yeah there is something of those and these tracks are usually played in one or the other film or you would see on something that is happening on the back so then choosing a music that is not played anywhere before because i was searching i had the the music that you had used in your trailers i was trying to search where other places that they have been used which was very rare case most of the time yeah. the music director have made the music so i think i can yeah. understand over there but apart from that couple of places where there is bits small bits of music you have used uh, it very carefully so yeah that is a very interesting thing so yeah tell me just give a few tips on how to make my uh, like how do i make my 
content better in terms of promotion because you are the key guy i think currently to understand these things and how do i promote myself on instagram well if i ever have to do this then considering certain pointers like you usually do so uh, so basically i'll tell you something from marketing of through a trailer or an image like you're saying what yeah. you can do while doing a trailer and mm-hmm. while trying to communicate anything to my to my promos which i think can also be applicable to images or other videos that you put online is basically first things first be very clear as to what you want to try and communicate okay clear why you're putting this out what you're trying to say and who is your target audience for that particular piece of communication okay. i think where we most of us go wrong is by trying to cater to a pan audience not realizing that in if we do targeted marketing to a certain audience we'll get those 10 definitely rather than trying to attract to 50 and losing the key 10 audience members also so know who your target audience is know who yeah. you are exactly putting out this post or image or video for okay and stay true to your communication as to what you're trying to say okay if you feel something is artistic mm-hmm. and if you're very convinced about it Hmm. then go ahead with it do what yeah. you genuinely feel is the best thing for your particular product if okay. you feel that if you yourself are not too confident about it or if you are not mm-hmm. too convinced about it the audience will definitely not be. yeah so your conviction is key okay. and don't don't confuse the audience be clear intrigue them undoubtedly hmm. okay guide them but don't confuse them because that's something that is very harmful because, yeah because Intriguing is good. So that uh-huh. means that they are excited. But yeah. confusing is just alienating their them from consuming your content. So that is something that we constant like consciously make an effort and uh, just listen to your heart. <laughs> Trust your gut instinct because most of the times they work. They really, really work. It just just seems very philosophical. It just seems something that one talks. uh for the sake of saying it but no honestly the gut instinct is something that does wonders and i've come to realize that in all these seven years of so we are coming to the end of this conversation i thank you sai so much for uh, helping us understand what goes into making a trailer or a promotion uh, visual and uh, i'm glad you could take out time to come uh, come to the show and partake some knowledge with us so thank you so much for your time and effort yeah thank you so much for having me yeah i'm more than happy to do this it's kind of like an honor to be here and i've really had fun in this conversation i mean i wouldn't call this an interview i've just called this a lovely conversation that i've had and Super. it's been great fun yeah thank you thank you so much for this so guys that's it for today's episode i hope you like this podcast do follow us on spotify and share it with your friends also you can follow us on instagram at studio uncut thank you